Hey guys, what's up? It's Maya, and this is the Clocking Out Podcast. Um, how do I do that? Break! I forgot the intro. Um, <laughs> I hope you're doing well, and if you're not doing well, I hope you're doing better, and things are getting better for you and your family and everybody you love and everybody that you care about. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, 2020 and all of its hell is over, so hopefully we can have less of that this year. Um, I'm kind of hopeful for everything that's going to be happening, but when the new thing that's happening, um, we're going to be having a new season. So we've reached over 100 plays, which means that a lot of people decided to listen to my voice and my opinion, which is really really cool um i haven't always had the space to be able to talk about what i want and to be able to um feel like i've been valued and listened so the fact that i have a platform that i made and that other people are receptive to is really really nice so a way to celebrate everybody around the world um i've got three of my friends from the ib program jessica lahari and ella so we're going to be doing a collab just talking about a whole bunch of shit um might be some cussing might not but um we're, we're going to see. So enjoy this episode and thank you so much for um, for everything. Cool. All right. Personality test thingy. By the way, um, just to let everybody else at home know, we went to the 16personalities.com. It's the Myers-Briggs test thing. They've got a whole bunch of psychology to back up their stuff, which is nice. Um, but basically, you can divide yourself into like 16 different personalities based on being like introverted and extroverted and like intuitive and turbulent and judging and feeling and everything um and it's a really good way to kind of evaluate what your strengths and weaknesses are it can help you um in you know daily life and stuff so does anybody want to start and just talk about what your what your type is and like did you think the test was accurate did you think it you know best represented you it was pretty accurate actually i was surprised <laughs> like usually it's like when those like personality tests where they just say oh yeah you're this person and you're that but this one had like a whole entire like explanation and it had like all those details broken up and I was like whoa it was kind of yeah. scary that like a device like or a website knows me better than I do but yeah that's what happened it was pretty cool nice nice um were you surprised by the types of questions they were asking yeah I was surprised and it was actually hard to answer them because um since we've been in like quarantine for about like nine months or so and they asked questions about like oh yeah um do you go to social events or not and i was like i'm not really sure anymore because i haven't gone to any <laughs> like it's been a while since i've even been in like a group of more than five people or even like honestly two people like i've literally only met like one person maya during quarantine <laughs> oh man and you were like <laughs> that was like 10th grade. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of felt the same way as Lahari. I, I was, I was a little surprised and honestly a little bit uncomfortable about all the stuff that they knew about me that I, <laughs> that I wasn't even, like, I couldn't articulate about myself. Um, but, yeah, I, <laughs> Yeah, there were like a lot of questions that I had to think about for, uh, or spend more time on one question than the other. Like, I think there was one where it's like, do you, like, what do you think, um, how do you feel about past regrets? Do you still think about them? And I was like, 
Ooh. <laughs> I've had regrets. <laughs> yeah, um, they get into some really philosophical stuff really quickly, which is, you know, nice because it allows you to kind of sit down with yourself um, and to really, you know, really sort of evaluate where you are. But at the same time, it's like also discombobulated because it's a free test that's asking you like the meaning of life so. <laughs> yeah absolutely um and it there were only like what 20 30 maybe a little bit more questions that like determine your whole personality and i thought it was interesting how many questions that they just kind of rephrased and then asked again and then in a different way um did you answer this did you answer differently for those um I don't know, when they were rephrased, one or two of them, I answered a little bit differently, but for the most part, I had the same answer. Okay. Mm. There were, like, questions about, like, I think um, there's something about understanding other people, and that type of question came, like, a few times, but they rephrased it, so I was kind of, like, confused about whether to put the same answers before and stuff. But, like, they were phrased in a way that um, I felt like I had to answer differently, so I think I, like, slightly changed my answer for every one of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, because there's there's also this thing in psychology where basically, like, if you rephrase a question in a different way, you can potentially get, like, a completely different answer. So I didn't know if that applied or not. I think that did. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, Well, would everybody like to share kind of their personality type and, like, if they... What do they like about it? What do they um, not like about it? About the personality itself. Um, and what they think they can do to kind of fill in the weaknesses and like, you know, make them better. Er, well, (laughs) (laughs) the overall type I had was, I think it was advocate. And for the most part that I was surprised of, I think I had 67% introvert. And I found that like interesting because I don't know. Uh, maybe it's the staying inside from Corona. <laughs> you stay inside, so I become more introvert. I don't. I'm just, uh, I remember we had to take this test uh, in middle school. Like all the teachers would make you do it, um, and I remember having more of extrovert than introvert. So I thought that was really interesting. Hmm. So maybe it wasn't just COVID that changed, but you know, like emotional maturity kind of made you more introverted. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's very cool. All right. Um, did anybody else get introvert? I know. I know I did. I got it too. I was surprised. Actually, um, I took this test a few months ago by accident. So <laughs> it, when I took it, uh, yeah, it was by accident. But like, I took it a few months ago and I got extrovert. And now I'm an introvert. And I was like, wait, what? Like, did I change that much in two months? Or like three Maybe. months or whatever I took it? I, I guess mean, I did. Adolescence is, is quite a time, you know, and <laughs> COVID and adolescence and school, like it, you can be like a totally different person. Probably. I feel like when I started quarantine, I would have been like a pretty decent extrovert. And then in my last test, I was like a 53% or something extrovert. And now I'm like an introvert. And I was like, wow, I've changed. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes Ella the only like bona fide extrovert. <laughs> Yeah, I got, so my personality type was ENFP, 
dash T, um, which I think was communicator. But I was um, I was right smack in the middle of all of the um, like at the end when they show you all of your personality types. Like I was I was like. I think I was exactly the way you were, Lahari. I was like 53 or 54% extrovert. And then, um, like, I don't know. I was, I don't remember all of them, but I was just right in the middle. Hmm. I was actually pretty close to, to being extrovert. I was like, okay, well, I've been slowly changing. It's just another way, like, COVID has affected us so much. Like even our personalities have changed. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the scary part. Sure. That's interesting because I think if I had taken it before COVID, I would have been more introverted. But as COVID has happened, I've realized how much I miss people, um, and how much I miss like seeing my friends and going out and doing stuff, even if that's just like card games or like a football game or whatever and I didn't realize how much all of that stuff mattered to me and I think my answers to all the questions would have been different before so you went the opposite way than basically the rest yeah. of us <laughs> nice <laughs> like I think I miss people but like I think I'm kind of like I don't know I'm, I don't really know what happened honestly anymore it's just so confusing I'm just like how did I change this much because I, the fact is that I do miss people, but then at the same time, it feels like I've kind of lost the habit of talking to as many different people. OMG, yeah, yes, for sure. <laughs> like, do you get what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I like people, of course. Like, I've talked to you guys here, but like, right. if I like meet like a lot of different people, I'll be like, wait a sec, how many months has it been since I talked to this many people at the same time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, I mean, I I get it too. Um, I mean, I miss people, but based upon how many, how much silence I've gotten on my phone from the past, however long we've been in quarantine, I'm like, you know what? I I can make an island. This can work. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, maybe it's just as simple as the fact that I've been in quarantine so long, I just got tired of myself. And so that's why I'm an extrovert because I just, I want to talk to somebody besides the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) That is, um, that is really interesting and it's also mildly sad. Not gonna lie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just there. In my defense, it's been like, what, nine, ten months? So I think I've got, I think I get a little bit of flack for that one. So let me ask this, is everybody excited to go back? Cause um, we go back on the 21st, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> so honestly, you know how, I think it was New York, they broke the their record again of how many cases they got in. And it doesn't seem like the numbers are dwindling down um, or seems much safer at all. But I know a lot of people still want to go back and talk with their friends. Some of the people that I've talked with, their argument to going back to school was, if all my friends are going, then I'm going to go too. So uh, what I was thinking, I think it'd be safer if we were to stay um, remote. 
but well, what this particular friend had told me was that most, the majority of his friends were going to go back. And I was just thinking about how, how interesting that was. Rather than over safety, we'd want to go socialize, which I also get because I also want to. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it was just interesting that the argument was if the majority of my friends are going, then I'll go rather than all the other factors that could be taken in. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then by add, you're adding more people, therefore, you know, higher risk of transmission and stuff. Wow. Are all of you guys going back or, or I mean, all going back? <laughs> um, I said I was going to continue remote. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't talked to anyone that's going remote uh, so far. Or oh, anybody wow. that has told me. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, um, I'm planning on going back, um, but I mean, I mean, I'm worried. Like, are we allowed to talk about our school? Uh, my school, uh, our school. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. But our school is, um, I mean, it's huge. It's like yeah. two thousand kids, and our our classrooms were overflowing even before COVID. Like, we, they didn't have enough room for kids as it was. And now, like, and now you have to split kids up. And I just, even if you have half of the student population in the school, I don't, I don't know how it's feasible to space people far enough apart that it's going to be safe. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's an old school and there are very small classrooms with, that used to have, 30, 35 kids in them, and even if they only have 15 kids in them, that's still, that's like a normal classroom size. It was stuff, if you have it, if you like cut it in half, it'll be a normal size. It won't be, it won't be spaced. So like as much as I want to go back and want to see everybody, I'm, I'm really nervous because I mean, I've been seeing all over the news about all of the schools that, like, can't force a mask mandate or kids that are wearing their masks but don't really have it over their nose or take it off every five minutes to eat, drink water or something. And it's, I mean, it's just not safe. And like Jessica said, the, it's not like the COVID cases are falling even a little bit. I mean, it's not like they're, they're just continuing to rise and they're not even starting to um to stay the same i mean we haven't like we haven't really even had a second wave because it never got better in the first place it just was bad and then got worse um so i don't know i have i'm going as of right now i'm going back but i really have mixed feelings about it i gotcha um i'm planning to go back but my biggest concern is actually for the teachers um, I mean, we've already got a whole bunch of technical issues as it is. So, like, how, how are they going to be able to teach everybody when half of them are coming in, half of them are coming out? You know, that just seems like a whole extra, extra load. And then some for people who are already um, very, very overburdened right now. And, right. like, how are you going to keep the material going and, like, keep teaching new stuff when... You know you're gonna have to reteach stuff like twice a week you know 
Um, I'm not super apprehensive about uh, in terms of like students and stuff and the protocols that they have as a school Um, because they're somewhat similar to the ones that we have at church Um, and we've been able to have a very very small praise ensemble with like a few musicians and then like a couple of preachers and then the tech people in the back and then a couple of people in the pews who really just want to be there um, to see the stuff in person but we don't have maybe more than like 25 people in the sanctuary that can see hundreds Um, so maybe but there aren't a lot of classrooms that can do that either right dang this is this is really complicated yeah (laughs) yeah there's so many sides to it do you know what's funny Mm -hmm. so okay i'm gonna i um might like i think i'm gonna go back to school but it's because i want to have like a connection with my teachers Mm, because i okay so i never thought that like i mean i've always talked to my teachers it's not like i just stay there and i don't say anything but I feel like the connection is just like not there now. I can't really talk to them that easily. It just feels super awkward unmuting and then actually talking in class. Mm-hmm. Like when you answer a question, it's like, oh, okay, they answered the question. But then like they don't get to like, I don't, they don't, just don't get to know me. And so I feel like for that one reason, I like that school, like going back to school would be a good thing. But then with like all like the social distancing like when we took the SAT a few weeks ago at school I feel like the social distancing wasn't really that good like mm. people were literally standing in line like four feet apart and some people were just standing together and I was like whoa yeah yeah I was like please great. don't <laughs> and we were just like walking in groups to the class like groups like I'm not I'm not saying like two people three people it's like a hundred group of people walking into like their SAT classrooms and that's just for the SAT, which is like less than like one fifth of the school. So right. if we actually go back and there's going to be like maybe half. I mean, I don't know how many people are going to like actually end up choosing like the option to go back or anything. But I also just don't see how they're going to actually manage to separate us completely. Yeah, especially so no matter how cool like. So no matter how great like the social aspects are, I'm really scared about like the safety aspect of the whole entire situation, like you guys said. Yeah, and I think I think the other really funny thing, um, Maya, you were talking about how complicated it all is, is that the way our school is set up is that there are um, lots of different buildings that each have um, that each are set up for different subjects. So there's like an English and history building and there's like an arts building, there's a science and a math building, but the classrooms aren't set up based on size. They're set up based on, um, like being inside that building that has the subject. So like the science classrooms are ridiculously huge even though my chemistry class only has like nine 15 kids in it and then my um uh what's it called my french class is only going to be able to see comfortably like 10 15 kids and there are 25 30 kids in the class and so i think the only way they could make it work is by setting up classrooms based on the size of the classroom but then how are you supposed to get to your classes because 
I mean, then you'd have science all over the place and you'd have French, you know, all over the place and you'd have English all over the place. And I think, I think that's just one of those things that makes the organization and going back just seem so absurd. Walking to class is kind of scary. Like, just thinking about, like, how many people would be around me when I'm walking to every single class. And how many classes do we have per day? We have, like... Like, six, seven, depending on whether or not you have a zero period. Right. So, that's, like, us walking around to, like, a ton of different buildings. And that's, like, not including the cafeteria, right? Well, we're gonna gonna be having lunch in the classroom. Oh, okay. So, that's good, then. But then we're gonna have to all, like, take off our masks in class and eat. Mm -hmm. I mean... I think a lot of the schools have been operating under this idea that it's not that COVID exists in a bubble, but that, like, you have to wear your masks inside the classroom unless you're eating lunch, in which case COVID is no longer in the classroom. Or, like, you have to stay six feet apart unless you're in the nine-foot hallways, in which case that's not a possibility. And then, yeah. So protocols only matter when they matter right which is hypocritical and a little concerning but i mean what can you do yeah right and my my one like maybe not silly or like uh kind of unimportant complaint is that the we're splitting up into a day and b day right so um half the kids will go A day, half the kids will go B day, so that the whole 2,000 kids aren't there at the same time. But I'm assuming they're gonna be splitting those grades, um, or those people up by like alphabet, just because I think that would be the easiest way to do it. And the vast majority of my friends are in the other side of the alphabet. So even Uh though I do, like, because my last name starts with a B, right? And most of my friends are just all the way at the end of the alphabet, last name-wise. And so I'm going back, and I don't even know if I'm going to know anybody in any of my classes. Dang. Which I think is definitely a really funny problem to have, but also kind of sucks. Yeah. Dang, nobody, ooh, nobody even thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> I have another funny problem, though. Mine is, like, I don't know if I have, like, the problem with, like, the people thing, but mine is, like, wearing the mask. Like, of course, I'm not going to say don't wear a mask. Like, I, I'm going to wear a mask, okay, when I go. That's not the issue. But the thing right. is, when I wear a mask and I'm going to sit in class, that means I'm, like, breathing into my mask, right? So when I breathe, all that air is going to go up to my eyes. And it's just gonna make me tear up the whole time. <laughs> oh my! Oh my gosh! Yes, especially because I wear glasses. Um, whenever I go outside, like any time I wear, and I have my mask, the glasses just fog up every time I breathe. And it's so bad. Yeah, I had to take my ACT with my glasses off because, like, you're in you're in a desk, you got your mask and stuff, but like you gotta hunch over and read all these tiny words and stuff. Man, that was fogging up so bad when we when we had to fill out like the student all that like introductory answer se- answer sheet stuff in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I had to completely take them off and I had to spend four hours 
I mean, not blind, but definitely not, not reading stuff super fast. In his yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I have. Oh, ow. Um, I've, I have. Sorry, I've been. Never mind. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I, I, I pricked my finger. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, they're like tubes directly like into your eyes. Like they fog up and then you can't see and then your eyes are all watery. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's my concern here. It's kind of stupid, but it's like kind of logical if you get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. So are you going to have kids that, you know, got to take off their glasses and some of them are actually blind without their glasses? Like, Yeah. <laughs> I um I'm a little I'm a little excited to go back to school in masks because I have to admit I do like all of the different styles of masks mm-hmm. and like there are some really pretty masks I'm not gonna lie um I as of right now I have like two black masks and that's it but I've decided if we actually do go back that I'm gonna get like cool masks and like have that as part of my outfit nice have you guys ever like imagined like how the future would be if it like continues like we end up actually like wearing masks like as daily wear not much would really change yeah i think i will like because i've really i mean not assuming that we go back completely to where we were before covid um i mean like when I have a cold, I always feel terrible because I can't like, I don't realize I'm gonna sneeze and then I'm coughing and sneezing all over everybody. And I would just, I would prefer to wear that mask and not get dirty looks from people and feel confident that I'm not getting anybody else sick. So, I mean, I don't know if I would do daily wear, but I mean, I would definitely consider wearing it if I have a cold or I'm not feeling great mm-hmm. or yeah, um, especially when it's cold out. Cause it is fantastic for keeping you warm. That's true. There are quite a few advantages to that too. Yeah, it's I'm just thinking. how like how we're gonna get back from this. Like if like when everything ends, like I just don't think it'll be the same as before. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um, I personally, I think this is nature saying like, okay, adapt, and you're not going back. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm gonna make you extinct. Cause you've been shitty. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry for littering, Mother Nature. I mean, at least I don't litter. I don't litter, but you know what? I'm gonna try to like speed up more like streams and go to those stuff after this. Oh yeah. Um and uh, on the regards of masks, I recall that um, in Japan and Korea, and I'm sure in other countries too, that they used to wear masks even before Corona because of the dirty air, and mm-hmm. even still. Um, through the virus, we're still like polluting <laughs> and such. So I imagine even then we'd probably, as Lahari said, have to sort of ingrain it into our future and daily wear. I think I think that's yeah. interesting. I wonder yeah, how it's I'm... gonna affect our ability to um, recover from basic stuff like colds and flus and stuff. Because if you're not breathing in everybody else's air and then, you know, able to produce all that science and stuff, so you can, you know, recover within a week. You know, are those things going to be deadlier now than they were before? Yeah. yeah. I also think it's probably affected my relationship with people. Like, in the sense that 
they were not not a lot but there were a few people that I liked that have kind of refused to wear masks or think it's ridiculous and that's really affected my relationship with them because I I mean that's just it feels so selfish at this point like you don't want to admit wear it because it's uncomfortable like that's a little ridiculous yeah I totally agree yeah yeah and um I feel that way in terms of like the racial stuff too um some some stuff that people have said and some people that they support it's like I mean politics isn't everything but like there isn't really a line between politics and human rights absolutely Uh, I mean like yeah I yeah I completely agree politics is quite a sensitive issue these days yeah pretty crazy I mean I guess it's gotten better than a few months ago like before the election Um, but I don't know it's pretty crazy but I mean at, at least with all the stuff that's been happening um we can't lie and say that our democracy is perfect and that you know America within itself is perfect because like all the skeletons and stuff we just kind of pushed under the rug they're out and um we can't push it back so I mean the first step yeah exactly (laughs) so the first step to you know solving anything is identifying the fact that you have a problem and um we have problems and we know that now so yeah that's something mm-hmm. all right we've got like seven minutes left um oh. yeah <laughs> it's fine um did y'all want to talk about what you think of the IB program really quickly sure okay Honestly, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Good things first, and then we'll talk about the bad things. Well, one good thing is this year in TOK, I feel like I learned about a lot of, like, different perspectives and how, like, people can see the world. And I feel like Ivy really emphasizes that a lot. I think we've had access to a lot of really good teachers. Like, I've always really liked my teachers in the past, but I feel like, I feel like the teachers that I like this year are also really good teachers. And I think that even some of the teachers that I don't like are also, for the most part, pretty good teachers. And I think that, like, we're we're in kind of a higher, more stressful, um, academically rigorous program. And I think that we're really, like, fortunate to, that also goes along with better teachers who care a lot about what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, because I, you always hear when you're writing something, okay, write more, you know, explain it more, do more. But, like, our English teacher now, he's really one of the first that have said, no, cut it back. Be more economical. Be more concise you know the word limit that i have you got to stick to it that's it (laughs) yeah he's he's really fantastic yeah um yeah i think it's also like specifically with that example we're being more economical with our word choices but we are also being 
we also have to be, but because of that, we have to be so much more intentional with what we're saying, which just makes you such a better writer. Um, and then eventually you can get to the point where you're writing big, big essays, multiple page essays again, but until you can learn to kind of really be intentional with what you're saying, there's just no, we don't even have a chance to be good writers. What about you, Jessica? Did you have like another, you know, good pro about the IV program? Um, well, <laughs> I think Ella really summarized it really well. Um, considering how IV is like, you know, international and sort of we gotta like communicate a lot. Um, sort of hard to do that um, through online, but yeah, we really have good teachers and uh, the work they give us. I'd say it's not too overworking. Sometimes I do feel like uh, the work, I feel like the, the point, the purpose of it isn't as strong as some other assignments can be. But um, overall, I definitely think it's expanded my thoughts on like separate different units that we've been over. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Is- I think um, one of the like one good thing. I mean, I uh, online learning has really been a disaster for me this year. I'm not gonna lie, but I think that one of the really good things about it is that our teachers have to be so intentional with the work that they give us, and we don't really get. We haven't really gotten any busy work this year because mm-hmm. it's all necessary to like we we have to know it all because there just isn't enough time in the day to provide us with busy work. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I remember like the alumni when they came to our English class that one random day and they were like, yeah, you guys don't have busy work. We write all these essays and stuff. And I was like, can, can that actually be possible? But now that we're here, you know, and now that we're, especially in the age of online stuff, um, I, I, I kind of like doing stuff because you got to do it and because you got to know it. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely more, but more isn't necessarily horrible. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite classes have been psychology and history. Just because of, like, the random anecdotes that you're able to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about you guys? Favorite classes and why? Hmm. <laughs> um... Oh man, honestly, I find a lot of them enjoyable, but I would definitely have to say reading. Not only bias because the teacher's really fun, but um, just there's, I feel like a lot that I can gain from that class or that I have gained and will probably continue to gain. Um, And I just think he does a really good job over, even if it's over online. Sorry, I can't find my words. Uh, I haven't talked in ages, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, I feel like if I were in the same class or in-person class, ugh, words, that I'd also be able to get the same point across. And yeah, I think he does a good job, and I also enjoy it. So nice. One of my favorite. We've got a little bit more than a minute left. So, Lahari, did you want to talk about your favorite classes? And then, Ella, you can finish this out. Right. Um, 
it's kind of hard to say. I feel like because we've, um, I feel like if I went to school, my favorite class would be chemistry. But now that we're staying home, I can't do any like lab experiments and stuff, and it's just so different. Like watching a lab versus doing one is super different. So. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. And add a comment, but we don't have enough time. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I okay. Really quickly, I'd say English or TOK because I think both of the teachers are fantastic. And I think that we've read a lot of really interesting books this year and um, kind of gotten way deeper into them than we have in any past years that I've done English. And I think TOK for the same reason that Maya said is that he learned lots of little like anecdotal and like fun facts. That is kind of the whole way the course is structured. And yet it's just, it seems like so much fun. Ooh. Yeah. All right. And that is the first episode of our new season. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you so much to my friends, Ella, Jessica, and Mahari for being up here. Um, We're going to be having some new things for the season, including a couple more collaborations. If y'all have any particular ideas for things to talk about, let me know um, at the podcast Instagram, which is at clockingout underscore podcast. And then my personal Instagram as well, if you want to PM me specifically, is uh, Maya underscore is underscore Vader 224. I hope everybody has a really great night and a really great day and um, have a really good New Year. <laughs>